0: And welcome to the Curious Clubhouse podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I'm your host, Jason. And this is a weekly podcast where I take you on a brief, informative journey into a specific subject or topic that has helped shape and influence today's pop culture. This week on the Curious Clubhouse, in preparation for the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that hits theaters February 17th, we are talking about ant-man specifically scott lang's iteration of ant-man and as always if you're new to this podcast i'll tell you a bit about who ant-man is we'll talk a little bit about the origins and inspirations behind the character of ant-man this week i have a few new segments for you the first one being curious abilities where we'll talk about some of the various abilities that ant-man has, as well as curious variants, where we'll talk about some different variant versions of Ant Man. We talked about some variants in our Black Panther episode. A lot of people seem to respond positively to that. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the various versions of Ant Man in the multiverse. As always, we'll touch on some other properties surrounding Ant Man and finally end things with some curious and unusual facts about Ant Man. So without further ado, let's dive in here and and let's get curious. So who is Ant-Man? Well, Ant-Man, Scott Lang, is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, created by David Michelaney, Bob Layton, and John Byron. Scott Lang first appeared in the Avengers number 181, on March 1979, and in Marvel Premiere, number 47, on April 1979, as the second superhero character to use the Ant-Man name in the Marvel Universe. He is a reformed thief and an electronics expert. He was a member of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. main character in the comic book series FF and in 2015 he became the title character in the series Ant-Man. Scott Lang is an ex-convict and electronics expert hired by Stark International which enables him to steal the Ant-Man suit from Hank Pym who had long since given up the name. To help his sick daughter when Pym finds out he gives the suit to Lang allowing him to become the second Ant. Man. As Ant-Man, he serves as an Avenger for years until he is killed during the Avengers' disassembled storyline. Years later, he is resurrected in the Avengers The Children's Crusade miniseries. Following his resurrection, Lang heads the Future Foundation and founds his own company, the Ant-Man Security Solutions. Paul Rudd plays Scott Lang in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films Ant-Man 2015, Captain America Civil War in 2016, Ant-Man and the Wasp in 2018, Avengers Endgame in 2019, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which comes out on February 17th of this year, the web series WHIH Newsfront 2015, and the animated series What If from 2021. So that is just a bit about who Ant-Man is, the character of Ant-Man, where he kind of shows up in comic books as well as in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Uh, The Ant-Man character, in my opinion, he's not one of the more popular characters. I've, I've always gotten that sense from just the first couple of Ant-Man movies, uh, which leads me to be incredibly excited for this third Ant-Man movie. Um, I'm really, really excited for it. Apparently, it's going to be an Avengers-level movie. Uh, it's going to help introduce us to Kang a little bit more. We got a little bit of exposure to Kang in the Loki TV series, if you ever watched that. If not, no worries. This new Ant-Man movie will give you a bit more of an introduction to Kang. So really excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. But now that we know a bit about who Ant-Man is, let's now touch on some of the origins and inspirations this Marvel character. So, Ant-Man, created by David Mushlaney, Bob Layton, and John Byrne, as I mentioned before. Scott Lang first appeared in the Avengers number 181 cover dated March 1979 and as the second Ant-Man in Marvel premiere number 47 in April 1979. Muschelani had long been an enthusiast of shrinking heroes and saw Hank Pym's return to the Yellow Jacket guys as an opportunity to take over the discarded ant-man identity he explained how he came up with the character i wanted something completely different in both origin and motivation from him so i came up with the idea of a reformed criminal not an unjustly accused innocent which would have been the expected angle and i figured that as a burglar he probably enjoyed the adrenaline rush of his previous job so the excitement of heroic adventure could fill that need in him but legally Though Ant-Man's two-issue tryout in Marvel Premiere failed to garner the character his own series— or excuse me— Though Ant-Man's two-issue tryout in Marvel Premiere failed to garner the character his own series the dynamic of a single father and reformed criminal in the superhero role struck a chord with readers and led to Ant-Man enjoying modest popularity and frequent appearances in Marvel comics thereafter. Ant-Man appeared prominently in the 2012 Fantastic Four series by Matt Fraction and Mike Allred. An ongoing series focusing on Lang titled simply Ant-Man written by Nick Spencer and drawn by Raymond Rosanas began in January 2015 after Marvel's Secret Wars event the series continued with the title Astonishing Ant-Man so that is just a bit about the origins of the character of Ant-Man and how he came to be in the Marvel Comics universe Uh, some really interesting stuff there Uh, Now that we know a bit about how he came to be, let's now touch on our first new segment this week, Curious Abilities, where we'll talk about some of the various powers and abilities that Ant-Man has. Getting into this here, using a gaseous form of Pym particles kept in a compartment in his belt, Ant-Man initially had the power to shrink himself and other people and objects along with himself to the size of an ant and return to normal over time. He has acquired the ability to change size at will, volume, and issues needed. He can also shrink to submicroscopic size and thereby enter the countless subatomic universes. He retains his normal strength in ant size. And that's really, really cool. And uh, when they're talking about those subatomic universes, they're referring to the quantum realm uh, that he has access to when he shrinks himself down to tiny size. The Cybernetic Ant-Man Helmet allows rudimentary telepathic communication with insects and is equipped with sound amplification equipment, allowing normal-sized humans to hear its wearer. The helmet also has a retractable plexiglass face shield and a limited air supply. Lang has advanced training and expertise in electronics, having earned an electronics technician certificate plus additional advanced electronics training he receives while in prison. At times, Lang even made his own modifications to the Ant-Man equipment, such as installing the PIM gas dispenser in his helmet rather than leaving it on his belt or mounting an electric disruptor into his helmet for offensive purposes. So some really interesting abilities here. Some of these I was not aware of, specifically the mod of the gas pallets to his helmet rather than on his belt that's a really interesting modification personally um and you know we do see some of his abilities in the mcu you know you see some of those abilities in avengers and ant-man of course but i don't think you know like i said i don't think you see enough of ant-man's powers you know of course you see a lot of his ability to shrink and regrow but you don't really see much of his other abilities you know those gas pellets and the you know those electric abilities that he has from his expertise with electricity so i'm hoping you know going forward especially in this new one we're going to see some of those other abilities take shape on screen really looking forward to that but that is just a few of the abilities that ant-man possesses now let's touch on our other segment our curious variants segment for the week where we'll talk about some different versions of the ant-man character as they appear in the multiverse of comics the first variant up is Kidget Man. Kidget Man lacks the power other Ant Man variants possess, but he certainly counts among the most unique in the comics. or Dallin hails from the Microverse, a Sarge with a very distinctive appearance. He eventually becomes Kidget Man using Pim particles and an Ant Man helmet to increase his microscopic size. The word Kidget comes from insected insectoid creatures that roughly correspond to ants in earth 616 dalen controls the kidget with his helmet a gift from nadia van dyne a powerful wasp variant in the comics so really interesting variant version of the Ant-Man there, Chidget Man. So was not aware of that. A lot of these variants uh, we're going to touch on, I wasn't aware of until, you know, prior to doing my research for this week's episode. So some really fascinating ones here. The next one up is Fire Ant. Fire Ant emerges from the 2021 Heroes Reborn crossover event, an alternate reality where the Avengers never formed. This Scott Lang variant leaned into his criminal ways, joining Baron Izemo and the Siege Society. He shares Lang's standard Earth-616 powers, but uses them without any good or noble intent he benefits also from associating with powerful siege society members he moves around with frightening speed thanks to the silver witch's teleportation powers the silver witch combines wanda and pietro maximoff's abilities making for potentially the most powerful scarlet witch variant in comics Uh, so that's really cool uh learning a bit about uh, some of the uh, scarlet witch variant i was not aware of the silver witch so that's really really cool I know that's a bit of a tangent from Ant-Man, but still really, really awesome. Uh, Next variant here is Aunt May, if you can believe it. And yes, I am referring to Spider-Man's Aunt Peter Parker's Aunt Aunt May. Uh, Getting into this here, a strange but fun Ant-Man variant comes from What If Number 34, in which Peter Parker discovers that Aunt May is actually Ant-Man. Her powers and abilities seem to echo those of Earth's 616 tank, Pym, pretty closely meaning that in addition to her ability to shrink in size she can presumably communicate with ants aunt may likely also numbers among the best marvel comics martial artists as hank pym was trained in hand-to-hand combat by none other than captain america in some respects her powers would rival or perhaps exceed peter's as spider-man that is really really interesting if not a little bit just way out there Uh, i love the fact that aunt may got herself some powers uh, got herself some ant-man powers there Uh, really really cool Uh, next variant we have here is yellow jacket hank pym fought with the avengers and a number of different superhero identities yellow jacket maintained his standard powers to shrink or grow in size he also added a new offensive component as well the yellow jacket suit featured stinger blast energy bolts he could emit to stun opponents. Rather than rely on flying ants for transport, he could now fly on his own with wings. He had integrated into the Yellow Jacket costume, essentially the same type of synthetic wings as Janet Van Dyne uses as the Wasp. Uh, that's very, very interesting stuff. So, yeah, I, was, I was curious about that. Um, I, I am not really super familiar with Yellow Jacket. Um, so yeah, I was just curious if the whole flying aspect was pulled from Diana Van Dyne's Wasp, and as it turns out, it was. Very similar stuff there. Uh, another variant here is Giant Man. Uh, we have quite a few variants. After joining the Avengers, Hank Pym switched to another alias, Giant Man. He could now grow to an enormous size, which other powerful Ant-Man variants can also do in their respective universes. The Earth-616 version, Giant Man also developed the ability to generate energy blasts naturally. Instead of using technology to create his stinger blast, Pim could now emit a bio sting, a shock of energy that could incapac- incapacitate foes. Giant Man distinguished himself in terms of his leadership skills as he led the Avengers for a period of time after Captain America stepped down. So, really, really intriguing variant there. Uh, just Hank Pym as giant man just making himself grow to enormous size and utilizing his abilities that way definitely a different take on the character uh dwight barrett dwight barrett serves as the ant-man of the old man logan universe of earth 807128 a dark future timeline in marvel comics his powers mostly echo those of hank pym or scott lang But he has a decided edge. Perhaps even more intelligent than Pym, he built a version of the Ant-Man helmet on his own at only 8 years old. That is absolutely astonishing in my opinion. Very, very highly intelligent if you're able to build an Ant-Man helmet at 8 years old. He also commands massive swarms of ants, which he used to devastating effect against numerous supervillains in this dystopian timeline, including Shocker, Green Goblin, and others. Wow, that is some crazy, crazy uh, opponents there. Very, very powerful version of Ant-Man and Dwight Barrett, it would seem. I'm definitely gonna have to check out some of these comics for myself. Uh, I'm, like I said, I've never been a huge Ant-Man fan. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the first two Ant-Man movies. Again, they just they they didn't add too much in the way of storyline. They were m- more comedies. I felt. I don't know. You know, some people may have liked them. They weren't bad. Uh, I just thought they could be better. Which is why I'm really looking forward to this new Ant-Man in the franchise uh, because it is going to be on the level of an Avengers film, or so it's been said. So really looking forward to that. Our next variant here is Stature. Uh, Like I said, there are uh, several variants here. Cassie Lang, the daughter of Scott Lang in the comics and in the MCU, owns a powerful advantage over her father. She avoids having to ingest Pym particles to change her size as she has them naturally in her blood thanks to prolonged exposure to them. This gives her the power to change size from very small to very big at will cassie becomes extremely dense at towering heights making her virtually invulnerable she is also incredibly strong and able to lift enormous weights she also added a pair of biosynthetic wings like the most powerful wasp variants variants that allow her to fly so uh, wow stature uh, very formidable hero uh, version of ant-man here it would seem Honestly, I, you know, that's that's pretty crazy. She's basically immortal, basically invulnerable. You know, in terms of taking damage, she can't be hurt. It would seem, uh, very very hard to stop stature. Eric O'Grady, Eric O'Grady possessed several modern advantages that helped increase his capability as Ant-Man over Hank Pym. His suit of armor employed a pair of robotic legs that emerged from a backpack giving him extra agility and climbing power at any size. He also benefited from enhancements to the Ant-Man helmet, which allowed him to communicate more clearly, not just with ants, but with other people. Originally, Ant-Man variants find it virtually impossible to speak with normal-sized humans at a small size. Uh, so that's very, very intriguing, very handy, and Eric O'Grady uh, has the ability to communicate with everybody, not just ants, regardless of what size he's in which apparently with other Ant-Man variants, they have trouble communicating with other people, uh, you know, when they're not in their normal size. So very, very interesting stuff there. Ant-Man Wolverine. Now this is probably one of my favorite variants I came across while doing my research. Ant-Man Wolverine fights with other Wolverine variants in Marvel Comics Avengers Secret Wars likely provides the MCU endless opportunities to introduce powerful variants for many characters. Ant-Man Wolverine potentially appears as he emerged in 2015's Secret War Battle World Number 3 from 2015. This character combines Ant-Man's powers with Wolverine's signature adamantium claws and skeleton. Though the comic reveals little about this miniature Wolverine, this variant presumably shares logan's healing factor that makes this variant even more powerful among ant-man in the comics that is just crazy to me absolutely insane wow that is a very very powerful version of ant-man and ant-man wolverine if he does indeed possess all of the powers of ant-man as well as wolverine Uh, definitely would be a force to be reckoned with against any supervillain, in my opinion. Ant Venom, uh, another one of my favorite variants here. Ant Venom appears with the Resistance in Marvel Comics. Ant Venom melds two incredible power sets. This variant from the Venomverse, where all Marvel characters derive from the powerful symbiote, threads together Ant-Man's powers as well as Venom's. This gives the character immunity to Spider-Man's spider sense, as well as a telepathic link to other alien symbiotes this link provides ant venom with incredible cosmic knowledge that makes the already intelligent character even more capable he also displays the ability to grow to giant size ant venom so really really interesting here uh seems like in terms of the venom verse seems like every character or at least a lot of Marvel characters have been tied to the venom symbiote at one point or another uh so it makes them very very challenging makes them even harder to to take down uh when they're when they have that symbiote uh, attached to them with their regular powers here's an interesting variant little monster little monster combines ant-man's shrinking power with hulk's incredible strength wow instantly creating a tiny powerhouse this character from 2018's infinity wars sleepwalker number one may count as the smallest hulk but he's also among the most powerful Hulk versions in comics thanks to Scott Banner's extraordinary intellect. Scott Banner generates unimaginable strength the angrier he gets, but at microscopic sizes. His increasing density and kinetic potential pack a serious punch as HYDRA agents discover Wow, this is absolutely hilarious to think about in my opinion. I mean, if if you look at it, I, I could just see it in my mind's eye. A little tiny Green Hulk running around the battlefield punching people with his little squeaky voice. (laughs) Uh, That is absolutely hilarious. I I really hope we get to see that in the MCU at some point because it would just be absolutely hilarious. Uh, Ultron Fusion. Ultron and Hank Pym fuse together in Marvel Comics comic book fans no Ultron owes his existence to Hank Pym, and perhaps the most powerful variant of both characters is their frightening fusion. In the Avengers Age of Ultron, mini, Rage of Ultron miniseries, Hank Pym fuses with his cybernetic creation and gains all of Ultron's powers. This becomes possible thanks to Ultron's technog- te- techno, techno, techno organic, dar, sorry, I couldn't pronounce that word, upgrades courtesy the Falunix. These include the ability to fly at near the speed of sound and adamant- adamantium outer shell that's essentially indestructible and a vastly increased mental capacity. Those are just a few of his powers, which also include all of Ultron's offensive capabilities, including energy blast and defensive shields. Uh, you know, I've, I've said this so many times, especially when we talk about Marvel comic characters or just comic books in general, you know, there is literally nothing they will not do in comic books. You know, they will combine heroes and villains and all kinds of mashups and some of these are really cool but other ones i just seem like their power level would be ridiculously overpowered and others are just plain ridiculous Uh, as evidenced by this final variant and arguably probably one of the coolest variants zombie ant-man you heard that right zombie (laughs) ant-man the ant-man from the marvel zombies universe that inspired the zombies episode of what if generated a powerful variant in Marvel Comics. Not only does this Hank Pym retain his genius agency and all of his powers, he's now infected with the zombie virus. This makes him virtually immortal provided he avoids being destroyed. The X-Man and many other superheroes discovered that's a tall order because of his density. The very strong, durable zombie Ant-Man proved a terrifying force in this dystopian reality and killed many beloved Marvel heroes, including eating Ego, the living planet, before being killed by the Sandman. Uh, that is absolutely bonkers. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Marvel Zombies fan. I love. I've read a lot of the Marvel Zombies series. You know, and I love the Marvel Zombies What If episode in that first season of What If. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And I believe we're getting a Marvel Zombies. Series as well in the MCU here sooner rather than later, I hope. So, yeah, really, really awesome zombie Ant Man. Uh, Definitely sounds like a force to be reckoned with for sure. Uh, That is uh, just uh, some, uh, many of the various Ant Man variants that you'll find throughout Marvel Comics. Uh, Now that we know a bit about that, let's now turn to our curious properties section of the episode and talk about some of the other properties uh, surrounding the Ant Man character that exists outside of the comic books Uh, first up is television the hank pym incarnation of ant-man appears in the marvel superheroes the hank pym incarnation also appears in a 1979 saturday night live sketch portrayed garrett morris an ant-man tv series was one of several planned from marvel in the 1980s the Hank Pym incarnation of Ant-Man appears in Avengers United They Stand. Hank Pym, Scott Lang, and Eric O'Grady all appear in Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The Scott Lang incarnation of Ant-Man in Ultimate Spider-Man. The Scott Lang iteration in Avengers Symbol. Scott Lang and Hank Pym in Ant-Man, of course. The Scott Lang iteration or incarnation of Ant-Man appears in Spidey and his amazing friends voiced by Sean Uh, So several different television appearances there for Ant-Man, both Scott Lang and Hank Pym, it would seem. And it's awesome that he appeared in a 1979 Saturday Night Live sketch. I did not know that. Uh, Really should not be surprised. Uh, Also, that TV series that was planned in the 1980s. I'm, I'm very curious to know, you know, how that would have looked. Uh, on screen back in that time period as you know uh, nowadays our technology for film and tv is so much more advanced so curious as to what that series would have ended up looking like Uh, so now turning our attention to film here as we know paul rudd and michael douglas portray scott lang and Hank Pym, respectively in the film set in the marvel cinematic universe both have appeared in the films Ant-Man in 2015 and Ant-Man and the Wasp 2018 and Avengers Endgame 2019 and are set to appear in the upcoming film Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, which comes out this year. Additionally, Rudd appeared in Captain America Civil War in 2016. So several different MCU films uh, in which both uh, Hank Pym and Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, uh, and Michael Douglas show up in Uh, So now let's talk about video games. Of course, gotta have video games. Ant-Man appears as a purchasable outfit in Fortnite Battle Royale. Ant-Man also appears in Disney Infinity 2.0. Very surprising there. The Hank Pym incarnation of Ant-Man appears in Lego Marvel Super Heroes, voiced by Nolan North. The Scott Lang and Hank Pym incarnations of Ant-Man appear as playable characters in Lego Marvel's Avengers. Additionally, downloadable content based on the MCU Ant-Man film was released in a later update. And I will say, you know, on that subject, the Avengers game, I guess, you know, from what I read, I guess it's dying. You know, I guess they're done with it. I guess they're not adding any additional content going forward, uh, which is kind of a bummer. I played a little bit of the Avengers game. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, So it's kind of a bummer that uh, it's just kind of dying, unfortunately. But yeah, that's just a few of the various properties that the Ant-Man character uh, exists in outside of the comic books. Uh, And finally... Let's turn our attention to our final segment for this week's episode, the curious and unusual facts section. And let's talk about some uh, out there facts surrounding the Ant-Man character. Uh, Our first fact for the episode is fact number one. Ant-Man wasn't created to be a superhero. Uh, Very interesting here. Let's expand on this. It all started in 1961 when Marvel published The Man in the Ant Hill, where a scientist named Henry Pym tested a technology on himself that shrunk him to the size of an ant by accident. This seven-page long story appeared in a Tales to Astonish comic. The story was taken up to editor Stan Lee, who, with the help of his younger brother and script script, Script writer Larry Lieber and artist Jack Kirby came out with the astonishing Ant-Man comic in 1962. Kirby gave Pym a red and black costume. Somehow, this superhero didn't really take off, despite a lot of creative efforts by Marvel, including appearances in the 1963's Avengers No. 1 and Avengers No. 2. Finally, it was decided that Pym will do better as a scientist. Uh, Very, very interesting there. I was not aware of that. Yeah, so um, originally, Ant-Man was not a superhero. Uh, Very, very cool. Uh, Curious fact number two here. The idea for the movie was formulated in the 1980s, if you can believe it. The idea was pitched by Stan Lee himself in the late 1980s, but studios canned it, finding it too similar to the film Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Development started on it when director Edgar Wright and his writing partner, Joe Cornish, was signed on by Marvel in April 2006. So very, very interesting here. Uh, The original idea for an Ant-Man movie in the 1980s, but originally was scrapped because it was too similar to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. And I, I guess in its essence, I can understand why they would scrap it due to that, because yes, that... Honey, I Shrunk the Kid does revolve around a family of people getting shrunk to the size of ants. But honestly, other than that, they're two completely different characters, two completely different movies. So it's just very curious that they chose not to go that way. But I'm actually glad they didn't, Uh, you know, because obviously nowadays we have Ant-Man in the MCU uh, and he's uh, definitely better, I'm sure, uh, by leaps and bounds than anything they would have come up with in the 1980s. Curious fact number three here Darren Cross, aka Yellow Jacket's costume, is digital. Costume designers Sammy Sheldon and Ivo Koveni decided against getting a physical suit for the antagonist Yellow Jacket, played by Corey Stoll, and Stoll was filmed in a motion capture suit. According to them, it's protective, it's digital, it's very high tech. All the surface textures we used were along the ballistic nylon and kevlar and carbon fiber route with high-tech digital things going through it Uh, very very interesting there they chose to go the digital route rather than the practical effects route rather than having a costume and i think it worked you know it works very well curious fact number four here paul rudd included an ant farm in his preparation apart from the strenuous physical prepping for the role Paul Rudd wanted to understand and learn how ants work together. This led to him purchasing a large ant farm. He was so inspired by this farm that he kept it even after the movie. Uh, That is uh, taking your role uh, to a whole new level. (laughs) Uh, Wanting to understand ants to the extent that you buy an ant farm, uh, just so that you can fully commit to your Ant-Man role. Uh, That is true dedication. Good on you, Paul Rudd. Uh, Curious fact number five here and our final fact of the episode, guys, Ant-Man created Ultron. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can that be? Because didn't Vision and um, Iron Man help create Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron? Well, let's expand on this. I'm going to explain. Anyone who's read a Marvel comic knows about Ant-Man's connection to Ultron. But thanks to last year's Avengers Age of Ultron, obviously, uh, you know, this information is not from last year. It's from a few years ago. Marvel's shaking up the origin of the infamous supervillain. Many who follow the MCU will have no idea that Ultron was actually created by Hank Pym's Ant-Man in the comics and not Tony Stark. While Ultron has always been one of the Avengers' greatest adversaries, it was part of Ant-Man's flawed genius that caused him to create a highly intelligent robot that eventually turned on him and everyone else. Plagued by guilt over creating such a destructive creature, Pim spiraled into a depression that led to the abuse of his wife and other despicable traits that nearly destroyed him. Since Marvel knew that they would be including Ultron in the Avengers sequel, there was speculation before the film's release that Ant-Man would appear in order to create Ultron, as he does in the comics. But Edgar Wright's reluctance to bow to Marvel's pressure and include Ultron just for the sake of of tying into the MCU, led Marvel away from Ant-Man, appearing in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Ant-Man ended up being released after Ultron as a fun and light cap to Marvel's Phase 2. So yeah, really, really interesting there. Uh, So yeah, as we know in the comics, Ant-Man, Hank Pym, uh, helped create Ultron. He ultimately is the reason that Ultron came to be. But in the movie, Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron, they chose to change it uh, and go a different route. And I'm actually okay with it. You know, it, it actually works. You know, and again, prior to doing my research for this week's episode, uh, I did not know that Ant Man was responsible for creating Ultron in the comics. So yeah, uh, that is definitely one change, one deviation that I'm okay with uh, as far as the MCU's is concerned. Uh, but that's it, guys. Uh, that is this week's episode of The Curious Clubhouse. That is episode 20. 20 episodes in the books. Man, the time flies by. But that is all things Ant-Man, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I loved doing this episode. I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, coming to theaters February 17th. Uh, Super pumped for that. Uh, I love doing this episode, found out a lot of things about the character of Ant-Man that I did not know. Uh, So I hope that you guys enjoyed it. As always, if you loved what you hear, if you like what I'm doing here, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast player of choice. And if you have some time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and write us a quick review there. Uh, All of that helps us out so much. It helps us find new listeners and helps us continue to grow the show and continue to release great content each and every week. Uh, so thank you guys so much for all that you do. Uh, if you're looking for more pop culture related content, you can check out all, our Curious Clubhouse Facebook page where we have various other articles and news outlets uh, for other pop culture related media there. Uh, if you have topic suggestions or uh, for future episodes or criticisms or really anything, you can send that to the Curious Clubhouse at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, stay curious.